This is BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook, with the Joes, Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio from BetQL. For lightning bets, download the free Odyssey app today to watch, listen, and subscribe to the BetQL Daily podcast so you never miss a segment, never miss a lightning bet. Get to read Wallach in just a moment. Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio will go around the horn. I don't even know that there's much to go around the horn on. I mean, honestly, though, it's terrible. Terrible job, Major League Baseball. Just disgusting. All right. Uh, just saw this. This is worth bringing up, Joe G. I want to get your reaction. John McClain, known as one of the ultimate beat writers, covered the Texans a long time, covered the league a very, very long time. He's not just going to throw stuff against the wall. He's not looking for retweets. He doesn't give a damn about that at this stage in his career. Here are a string of tweets from McClain this morning, a Texans practice. Um, he wrote up a story. Deshaun Watson returns to practice for the Texans. Subsequently, tweets now that Watson is back on the practice at, on the practice field after spending last week getting treatment for ankle and calf injuries. He's watching on the sideline like he did most of the first week. Next tweet: Watson will never play another down for the Texans. Sean McClain. I mean, he's been told that. Yeah, he knows. Yeah. Uh, so this means one of two things to me, Joe. They're either going to trade him. Or they're resigned. Or they're resigned to the fact that there's more coming here, and they know about it. And there's a commissioner's exemplist thing coming. Like yeah. I, here's what I can't imagine. Quickly, I can't imagine all year him standing around a practice and being deactivated in a game. Something this could have come to a head. Either he gets traded, or I think the more likely thing is more comes out. They have to do some sort of jury thing. It gets postponed. He's on the exemplist. Go home for the year. Are you surprised the NFL hasn't done anything yet? Yeah. The one story I read a couple weeks ago is they still hadn't interviewed him yet. They're still waiting to, for all of the legal stuff to the course. To, then they're going to interview him. Like, th- this still feels like there's a big shoe to drop here before he gets back on the field for anybody. It surprises me. I'll answer my own question a little bit, too. And I'm sure most people are thinking, guys, it's the NFL. This is how they handle business. Well, it's also the league and also the commissioner. That has gone out of his way when pressured, but he has said on the record, I got that wrong. I should have done something. I got Ray Rice wrong. What are we doing? This has been out for a half a year, right? At least. There's no way Goodell could let this bleed into the season. Like, this can't be a story. He's got to be either on the field for somebody or out of sight, out of mind when the season starts. It can't be like, I'm at practice, but I'm not playing. Like, that. what are we doing here? Yeah. No, you've got to hand. I don't know. I don't know what the thinking is right now. Uh, Joe G, I I will say, this is maybe the only time I'll say this. If you got nothing, I'm cool with that. Anything today? I've got three. Oh, my God. Are I you got kidding me? All right, I'm going to tail something. All is right. it going to be the Reds? Freddie Peralta, K-Prop. We're going over seven and a half. I get Eight, that. 10, seven, eight, and his four starts against the Cubs. And it's a worse version of the Cubs now that he's facing yeah. any point this year. We'll go Peralta. Jamison okay. Tyon's pitching really well. Yankees at Royals tonight. I don't trust K Props or anything like that with Tyon, but I do trust him and the Yankees playing well right now. I'll go Yankees first five with Tyon out there um, against the Royals. And then we're going to go to the White Sox against someone named Bo Burrows. Last time I did this with a pitcher that just debuted, it was with the, um, I believe it was a Mariner. I took the Astros team total over the first couple of innings and I was like, this guy can't pitch. He was barely pitching well in the minor leagues. Bur- Bur- Bo Burrows spits the bill. We'll go White Sox over one and a half runs first three innings. They jump on this guy tonight with Luis Robert back in the lineup. So White Sox over one and a half first three. Yankees first five. 
and uh, Peralta goes over the K prop of seven, seven and a half. Uh, what sort of Burroughs information were you able to dig up? He is not good against righties, okay. and he doesn't have a high strikeout rate. And what are the White Sox? Mostly right-handed, and if you're not striking them out, they're probably going to punish you. And Luis Robert comes back tonight, so the lineup gets even deeper. And Andrew Vaughn, who homered last night, Joe, he's picked it up. Beginning of the year, yes, I feel yes. like La Russa only played him against lefties because he struggled against righties. I'd say since the All-Star break, he's starting to show why he was, what, the third overall pick in an MLB draft? That that kid can hit. So yes, he can. That he's gonna, he could do some damage as well tonight. All righty, I'm gonna. <laughs> you convinced me on the Peralta one. I think that's pretty strong. And let's see, looking over the last two weeks, the Cubs are striking out more than any team in Major League Baseball because they are not fielding a Major League Baseball team, striking out 27 percent of the time, even more than Arizona. Arizona at 27.1 percent, 27.3 percent of the time. Cubs are uh, striking out. That's ugly. That's ugly. I'm going to check what it is in the last week. They've got to be number one. Oh, my goodness. By a lot? <laughs> what do we got? In the last seven days, the Cubs are striking out 33% of the time. <laughs> and Peralta leads baseball. 12.2 strikeouts per nine by a starting Holy pitcher. Holy Moses. Uh, yeah, I'm in on Peralta over seven and a half. You didn't have to twist my arm too much on that one. All right, I'll do that. And so I talked about the run of favorites, how in the last five days they've come through with a clip of 75%. That never lasts forever. There's going to be a day it flips. I don't know if today is the day, but um, you know what? For the people, I'll throw together a two-team White Sox brewers parlay uh for the south side against the north side they're both in that 200 range but if you parlay them you get plus one money plus 123 on fanduel sportsbook uh brewers and white sections to win outright i'll do that so we found something we dug something out here we got it we got it yeah we're big on the brewers today big on the brewers boy peralta come on i haven't been betting a lot of over k props lately well, that one seems like a, a decent opportunity. You got to pick your spots. The Cubs are a yeah. spot to pick right now. Woo wee! All right, Reed Wallach at Reed Wallach on Twitter, betql.co. How you feeling, Reed? Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, thanks as always for having me on. I got one play, and it kind of goes with the Freddie Peralta K prop. So it is the under nine in Brewers Cubs tonight. Of course, like we said, Peralta's pitching against Alec Mills for the Cubs. The model has this pegged at eight runs. So, again, our only play tonight is going to be Brewers Cubs under nine. All right. Very good. Uh, Reed, we were just talking about your Brooklyn Nets with Ryan McDonough, and, of course, we both like the Nets to win the title. But how are you going to handle this? A year ago when you were piling up your futures on your favorite basketball team, there was a little bit of value, but now we're sitting here two to one. Whatever. Every once in a while you're going to invest. Like once a month you'll, you'll make a bet until the title next year. What are you going to do? Yeah, I, I was actually uh, one of my roommates. He's a big Nets fan also. And we were talking about there's no value in the Nets anymore because mm -hmm. the book's out on them. Everyone knows. So I think when the exact finals matchup odds open up, that's where I'm going to look to maybe get in at different odds, maybe like an 8-1. to Because I don't like the Lakers going forward. I'm, I'm definitely going to be fading the Lakers come playoff time. I already know that because I don't like Russell Westbrook. I think he's a minus EV basketball player. So I'm going to be looking at like Nets Warriors, Nets Suns, Nets Nuggets, something like that, where maybe I could get some inflated odds 
because I think the Nets are definitely going to go through the Eastern Conference. So it's can I get that Western Conference team right? Is there any value? Reed, what are you writing? MVP? Durant seven to one? Is that worth something? Uh, like probably not. Is he going to play enough though? Is, are yeah. they just going to load manage him again? Yeah, like it's a if, good he, if he plays, it's, it's, if he it's plays a big part of it. If he plays 55 games, he's not going to win MVP. Even if he averages, you know, 29 a game, but he just won't win because it's, you know, it, someone like Jokic is going to play 80 of 82. Then that guy's going to win probably if he's on a great team. So yeah. I'd probably stay away from the Nets MVP odds just because it's so tough to, you know, they'll cancel each other out in that market. Reed, I saw you made uh, an early college football week one pick, Ole Miss and Louisville. I was just talking about Louisville in our ACC preview earlier this hour. I really like them over their win total this year. Uh, the quarterback, Cunningham, is, is pretty electric. What do you think about that week one game, Ole Miss-Louisville? Yeah, I, I also played the Louisville over win. This is a game where they're catching eight and a half. I think that they are live to win the game. And I broke this all down on BeckQL because um, – the totals for every game came out over the weekend. So this was a game I've had circled since I saw the schedule, since I started doing my you know college football work. This was a game I said, I'm taking the over no matter what. And I have some stats that support that, but this game is going to be a shootout. Each team is, in my opinion, getting to 40 points. Both teams can't stop explosive runs. Matt Corral, the quarterback for Ole Miss, he could scoot a little bit. And Cunningham, an electric rusher. This game is going to be a shootout. It's the last game of week one of the college football season, so it's going to end with some fireworks. So check that out on BeckQL for why I'm playing the over in that game. And you have a no- number of columns on college football win totals up there, correct? Yes, that's in the college football tab. But if to make it easier for you, if you go check out my Twitter, at Reed Wallach, I pinned a thread of all the win total previews I did. And there's a write-up on Louisville there. So that's a nice double plug there. Perfect. Perfect. At Reed Wallach on Twitter. Thank you, Reed. Hey, thanks, guys. All right. Reed Wallach there. I was wondering where we can find all the college football uh, columns, and he answered my question. All right. Jake Hassan, what do we think about this crappy day of Major League Baseball? And a surprise to no one, I'm on the Freddie Peralta K-Prop with everyone because that's <laughs> right. like the only good thing out there. I did find yeah. a little something, though. I'm going to go Jesus Aguilar to Homer off Joe Musgrove tonight. He hits him pretty well. Uh, he's four for nine against him with two homers, and Aguilar has been on fire over the last couple weeks. OPS over a thousand, so we'll go with that you can find that at plus four fifty. So take a shot with that one too. Hey, I like it, uh, Jake Hassan. Paul Aspen. I don't know if you have a play, but um, I love this. You were all over your CLV with that with the Contreras homer the other day, and it, it, did did they uh, drop it in half in a matter of minutes? No. So so that was user error actually. Oh, so I, I get. <laughs> I gave blood that morning. I must have taken it right from my brain because it was actually I bet Contreras the home run and the Cubs to win. So they oh, tricked me oh. there. I didn't see that part of it. Yeah, I'm an idiot. So uh, no, no closing line value for me. And I'm just glad he didn't hit a home run. Cubs are never winning again. Never yeah. winning again, which <laughs> brings me to guys. We're basically sitting at the blackjack table. We all got a chance to split and double down. Freddie Peralta. Nine, we got your guys so over seven and a half. Nine plus strikeouts, plus 150. 10 plus strikeouts, plus 250. Ooh. 11 plus strikeouts, plus 420. 12 right. plus strikeouts, plus All right. 750. All right. All How right. high are we going? That, that's as, I think that's as high as it went. That's as high as I saw on FanDuel. So, what are you doing? Like five half bets? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, basically. And we'll come back to that in a second. But and Mankata, 
Uh, worked a couple, what, three walks yesterday. Just missed a home run by like two feet the other day. Plus mm-hmm. 550 home run prop. I don't mind that. Joe G, we also gave out some baseball plays that you could take a look at earlier on in the show. So check out the podcast. Subscribe. BetQL Daily. The links are on Twitter at BetQL Daily. Check that out. We're back tomorrow, 9 a.m. to noon Eastern time. This is BetQL Daily. Joe O. Joe G. The Jim Rome Show is next on the BetQL Network.